0: Welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Stock Twits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at trading experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Thursday, December 3rd. It was another mellow day in the markets. We did get some vaccine news late in the session, which made the major indices pull in a little bit. What's the latest with this Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine?
1: So let's start with how the market was trading prior to 3.30 when we were rallying as we got word that stimulus talks were moving quickly. House Speaker Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader McConnell have been actively negotiating and making concessions to meet closer to the middle to get a bill on the table. The market was rallying and everything was all good until we got that vaccine update.
0: So what's this vaccine update all about?
1: So at 3.30, Pfizer announced whose vaccine is furthest along the FDA timeline that due to supply chain issues, they're slashing their rollout targets in half. They wanted to have 100 million vaccines ready to go by year end. Now it's looking like they only have 50. Right now it seems like the market is pricing these vaccines for perfection because we absolutely tanked as soon as that news hit the tape. Pfizer found that in the process of ramping up the supply chain, many of the raw materials they were receiving were just inadequate. In normal vaccine campaigns, pharmaceutical companies wait until they've received full approval before buying any raw materials in general. Because everything's so ramped up right now, they cut corners and they're paying for it. They do still expect to roll out more than a billion doses by the end of 2021, but this is a pretty big setback. All hopes now shift to Moderna in the near term, who came out after this announcement and said they'd still have 100 to 125 million doses available globally in Q1 of 2021.
0: Movie theater stocks got slaughtered after Warner Brothers announced that it will release its 2021 movie lineup all on HBO Max and in theaters. Do you see this hybrid model lasting beyond the pandemic?
1: So we're in the midst of a massive paradigm shift in the movie industry. Sadly, this could be the beginning of the end for movie theaters as we know it. Movie studios got particularly crushed in the pandemic, and Warner Brothers got to the point where they can't sit around on these completed movies any longer, and will look to release them directly on HBO Max once they're released in theaters. I can't imagine that's going to make too many people want to go to the movies, so movies are obviously very expensive to film, letting them sit on shelves can impact corporate tax liabilities, debt repayments, even relationships with filmmakers and actors whose compensation is tied directly to the box office release. So we'll see things like Space Jam, Suicide Squad sequels go directly to streaming next year. Once this news dropped, IMAX stock plunged 10%, signaling the negative catalyst that this is. It's just a very bad time to own a movie theater.
0: The House passed the China delisting bill in a unanimous vote yesterday evening. What impact does this have on the Chinese stocks here in the U.S.?
1: This bill won't outright affect every single Chinese listing, but there are a few key players that become vulnerable to these new laws. In the most simple sense, you need an auditor who has been inspected by the Public public Company Accounting Oversight Board in your quarterly earnings report. We're not going to see Alibaba delisted on this news, but some very hot stocks are in jeopardy specifically in the electric vehicle market. There have been three major winners out of China, Xpeng, Li Auto, and of course Neo, which has been dubbed as the next Tesla. NIO stock is up over a thousand percent since June, so they would have a mighty fall in a worst case scenario. Neo got out ahead of this though, and said they're aware of the situation, they've become compliant over the past few months, so we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Xpeng and Li Auto though, they're declining to comment to any publication with questions, which can't give you too much confidence as an investor. Regardless, companies still have a long time to comply. We won't see any drastic delistings overnight. Overall, this is a great bill, as these companies now have to compete at the same levels as every other publicly traded company in the U.S. With three years to comply, though, I'd imagine all these companies will get their ducks in a row.
0: DocuSign reported earnings after the close and raised its forward-looking guidance. The stock is up 3.5% after hours, but what stood out to you from these earnings?
1: Man, big earnings out of DocuSign, beating on both top and bottom lines and billings. They raised guidance for the year and the quarter. Revenue grew over 54% year over year. Billings were up 63% at the same time. On first glance, there are zero aspects of these earnings to dislike. They came in with lofty expectations being one of the key lockdown stocks, but they ended up crushing those expectations. After a massive run-up of 350% from March lows to the release of their last earnings early September, the stock is virtually consolidated in a wide range ever since. So in my opinion, these earnings could definitely be the catalyst DocuSign needs to break out of this consolidation and go on its next run.
0: All righty, Well, that's all we've got for today, and we're going to be off for the rest of the week, but we'll catch up with you again on Monday after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com.